You're listening to another episode on the Man of Class podcast. I'm your host, Eric Yusko, founder of Man of Class, this podcast, and is the exceptional men's life coach, helping those men realize that there's a lot more to life than just this daily grind. We're into it again with a new episode in season four, Myth of Riches, and today is going to dive deep into cash flow and net worth and really trying to understand what the difference is of those two. If you have any questions, I urge you to reach out to either Chad or myself, look in the show notes for how to get in contact with us, but get your questions out to us. We're, we're going to answer them in real time as we keep recording new episodes, but we want to make sure this is interactive. As you get questions, we want to answer them. We really want to make sure that you're getting your questions answered so that it's not just a sea of knowledge and yet an excuse of not taking that next step to start going down your wealth journey. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Every day, the world tolerates less and less of traditional masculine behavior, which has driven a new standard for men to be successful. How does one evolve so that they can win in today's world? Enter Man of Class, a place to empower men to break down traditional masculinity and build the necessary skill sets, mindset, and confidence to become the men that society desperately needs. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode on the Man of Class podcast. This is a new season with Chad Sutton, who has gotten into real estate investing, and this season is all dedicated towards wealth. It's on everybody's brain. I don't have to ask you to know whether or not money ranks in your top five. I already know it. It's on everybody's brain. So with that, our our goal with this season is to build sort of a pathway a educational pathway of questions, of concepts, of different things maybe you didn't see before in helping you to get on your wealth journey. So whether you're starting at the very beginning and you don't even know what an asset or liability is, go back to the first episode. Or if it's something of you want to start understanding, you know, you've got some money and what do you, what, where do you invest it? How can you get more freedoms? How can you start to build that legacy? We'll cover that too. So with that, we're going to jump in this episode with my buddy, Chad Sutton. So Chad, welcome again. Yeah. Good to see you as always. Uh, I love that wall you've got behind you. It's kind of, it's kind of like just tripping me out right now. It's very bold. <laughs> it's it. Yeah. It came with a house. So recently we, we moved into a new house and sadly this was one of the rooms that, uh, that didn't get painted yet. So just start calling have, it a zoom. It's a zoom background. That's what it is. It's a, it's yeah. a zoom background. Yeah. <laughs> it's a zoom background to grab your attention thinking yeah. that I'm in candy cane paradise over here. Exactly. Um, so today's episode, we want to jump into nest egg, fallacy, and cash flow streams. What yeah, you this, may have been told growing up may not actually be worth listening to. So Chad, let's let's jump right into that. This one's fun, guys. I mean, the, the, if you're starting to think about how to build wealth, the current system is broken. Okay, what what you're told is the American dream. Go to school, make good grades, go to college, get a good job. We'll go work at one or two Fortune 50 or Fortune 500 companies, get good benefits, work till you're 65, hope you, hopefully you get some promotions and save enough money to retire. Well, what's the problem with that? You're not you're like, this has everybody in the scarcity mindset of I, ha I have to stash as much money in my bag as I can. This, this kind of eliminates the idea of giving, by the way, because if you give, you're not saving, right? And 
at best, you know, you, you have access to a certified financial planner who's saying, okay, well, look, I'm going to run this, this model that's like generalized and has nothing to do with you personally. And I'm going to show you how much money you th- that you should need to live off of, by, you know, accounting for inflation by the time you're 65. And then they're going to tell you, hey, here's a list of things that I make a commission off of. Um, let me sell you the product that is going to make me the most commission. And then hopefully you get maybe four or 5% on your money over, you know, over the long average, right? So it's like, it's just such a terrible way to, to, to plan for your future because you're basically turning over your entire future to someone else who you barely know who's just working on commission, right? You're clueless about what's going on with the money. And further, you're, you're, you're playing a losing game because you don't know how long you're going to win to, to live. You know, you're going to wind up with however many million in the bank and hope to God it, it, it uh, holds out till you die. And so you're, you're going to limit what fun you have because you don't want to run out of money. Right. Like what's wrong with that? So the benefit that, that what Jad's just talking about is so a little bit of background, a little bit of context. Chad and I are both engineers. We started out. That's where our grassroots are. Now, the good and bad thing about engineers is a, we overthink the shit out of everything. B <laughs> guilty. We, we know enough of how to find because every single model, every single thing that happens in the world has assumptions. And so we've, we've gone in and, and just like Chad had said, right. The, you know, you get a, you know, go to school, you get a job, you get married, you have kids, you save for an nest egg, you know, all that stuff, all that has assumptions. So you're, when your financial planner is sitting down and saying, you know, here are the things to, you know, to go after here, are the, how long we think you're going to live, all those are assumptions. And frankly, a lot of those assumptions were based off of, you know, 50 years ago, people are living a lot longer, right? Modern day medicine is getting so much better we're starting to just as a society wake up of getting from a point where there wasn't enough food to feed everybody. So we had to make processed food because that was the only way to actually feed the whole globe. Well, now because the technology has helped us and helped farmers make more produce, now we're starting to shift from now we've got food, we've got enough food, so much food that America's throw away probably 70% of the food, the groceries that they get to now let's step back and start getting the health benefits because that came with a tax. Mass production of food came with additives and certain things that actually were hurting our body, right? So life expectancies are going on. But what we're trying to get into is there's a lot of those assumptions that may or may not actually fit for you. So we want you to question that model. And again, you may listen to this and say, nope, I'm good in my swimming lane, by all means, just keep going. But if you're open to a new way of looking at it, more sustainable way, more of a, a way that may not end in hoping that the last dollar, right? Optimize that the last dollar that you spend is right before you die, right? Which is a tricky thing to try to align, right? Your life expectancy, it's hard to know when you're going to die anyway, but to have your money come down, it's such a point where you either have enough to give to the next generation or it falls short and then you're, you know, you, you've got five, 10, 15, whatever years to, you know, to make up that lost income. There's, there may be a better way. Yeah. So Chad, tell us about that better way. So the better way, I mean, think about this. If, and, and this is another trick question. I'll throw you under the bus. I'll see how you do. If I, if I told you <clears throat> that I will give you, um, I'm trying to get the numbers right in my head here. If I told you that I'll give you $120,000. Okay. Right now. Or I'll give you ten thousand dollars a month for three years, perpetually. Forget three years perpetually. What would you rather have? Well, the money that perpetuates for forever. Right. So people think that cash in the bank is wealth. It's not. 
Cash is just a, a fixed thing in time and, and you you bleed it out and once you spend it, it's gone, right? So what, what, Chad, what you're saying is wealth is the amount of money that you have, let's say a million dollars, right? A million dollars could be 50 years of wealth if you spent $2 a day, or it could be one day, day of wealth if you spend a million dollars in one day, right? Fun wealth day, is a, well, yeah, it'd be a heck of a day. <laughs> <laughs> you record the whole day, right? Just watch it on reboot. Yeah. But but wealth is the amount of money that you have over how long it lasts you. So said differently, right? Let's let's not get with money because maybe money is confusing for people. You know, if if you just have uh, a you know five pound bag of potatoes, how long that five pound of potatoes is going to feed you is how long you are not going hungry. But what if you have a vegetable garden that's making them for you all the time? Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's, it's buying a sack of five pound potatoes, or is it figuring out how a garden works? You plant that, you know, a potato garden, you, you put the, the same five bag, you know, the five pound bag, you line it up and start growing them. Now, all of a sudden you've got a five pound bag growing every two days. So now you've got 10 pounds of potatoes every two days. You're going to be able to eat forever, right? The amount right. of time that you're, that you're going to be able to stay satiated without going hungry is indefinite. So, so Eric, and this is totally random. Pick me a wealthy person that you know. It could be a big name everyone knows. Just pick a name, someone you would consider wealthy. Let's say Tesla. Let's say Elon. Elon because Musk. He, he Elon, just perfect got, example. Uh, he just became the the richest man in the world. So, 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 so I'm going to Google this real quick. Elon Musk net worth. I just want to see what it is today because it changes all the blessed time. But um, Elon Musk. Let's see. Okay, so I'm seeing a number here. This is Wikipedia. So take it with you what you will. December 2020, 153.5 billion. Mm-hmm. So does he have 153.5 billion dollars sitting in the bank? Is that what net worth means? No, that's just no. evaluation. He, he Which, might have, now he has a lot of money. So let's just say he has a couple million bucks in the bank for, for fun's sake, right? What he actually has is equity in companies that he's built. He has, in, he has real estate investments that he's bought. I mean, he, he has deployed money into all these different buckets and each one of those buckets spits out its own money. So he, maybe he bought an apartment building with a million bucks and that thing kicks off a hundred thousand bucks every single month perpetually or every single year perpetually. Maybe he, he invested in Tesla. Sure. He put a lot of money into it, but as that business becomes successful, it starts creating millions annually. Right. And he, mm-hmm. and he is the owner of that. So what these wealthy people are really doing is they're taking their cash and they're deploying it into an asset. Now that asset is ideally income producing appreciating and hopefully has tax benefits of some kind, right? If you have all three of those things, you're great, but even one out of the three is great, right? Mm -hmm. So that's really what he has done. And I'll tell you what, if he stopped working tomorrow, he's fine, right? And, 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 you know, he's probably not just going to start bleeding his money. Those little machines he built are going to keep cranking out money and being worth more and more and more. His net worth is going to go up even though he's not working. That's wealth. Even, you know, going back to the potato, um, we both came up from the country. So you'll, you'll probably get a lot of, um, if you're listening to this, you probably get a lot of random farm knowledge, but you know, go back to the five pound sack of potatoes versus the garden, you know, a gardener, uh, a farmer that puts in those potatoes, even if he stopped produce, you know, even if he stopped caring for it, those potatoes are still going to grow. 
Now, they might not be as peak, you know, efficient, but that garden year over year is still going to grow. You know, sure, there's going to be some animals that will get some of them and, you know, frost may kill some of them, but there's going to be that, that, that machine that Chad's talking about is still going to perpetuate. And yeah. so that's really the key, which is the most, you know, most common household right now. You know, when we think of, let's just take a, a, a rough average across, I'll say America, for, for instance, you got most, most of the time, two income generating people, um, you know, bringing in money in the household. Sometimes it's one, but, mo- you know, sometimes it's one, sometimes it's two. They're bringing cash flow into the house. And most of it is going to bills. Most of it's going to, you know, here, there, wherever, right? The car, the house, the the toy, the clothes, the food, the all the expenses. And at the end of the day, not, you know, there's not a lot of cash to be held. So they're right. bringing in that five pound bag of potatoes and they're eating it all, right? right. Maybe leaving right. maybe a half of one, maybe right. one potato. But again, uh, that's why I like, I'm really loving this potato analogy, actually, which is really weird. <laughs> I love but imagine potatoes. having that potato, right? And you just say, I'm just going to save it. Well, you save it. You just set it on the counter. It's going to start to deteriorate, mm-hmm. right? If you don't know how to preserve it well, if you don't know mm-hmm. that you need to keep it out of sunlight, right? All mm-hmm. these little things in order to preserve it. If yeah. you don't know what to go do with that single potato, it's going to go rotten and you're going to end up throwing it away. Right. So a perfect analogy in getting to, you know, understanding the, you know, a sack of potatoes versus a whole garden, right? And then also how to start, you know, harvesting from that garden. How do you harvest some of those machines that you're starting to build? Yeah. And you think about it, money has a shelf life, right? I mean, if I go bury $10,000 in my backyard and I don't come back to it for 50 years, it's going to be worth a hundred bucks, but the equipment and like equivalent of what a hundred bucks is today in tomorrow's dollars. So it's like, you, yeah. you want your money having babies. If you isolate your money by itself, it's going to die. It's not going to be worth anything, right? It has a depreci. It is a money is a depreciating asset. $1 is a depreciating, you know, it, it's, it's now it's a commodity, but anyway, so, so yeah. So that that's a brilliant point. And and this isn't anything new, folks. This, no, this, this is Googleable. <laughs> well, it's it's Googleable and then so I just I just finished a couple of days ago finishing The Richest Man in Babylon. And I love it. I love getting all I love the old that world book. knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Because all the way back in Babylon, right? Babylonian times, which is like one of the earliest civilizations that we can really kind of point to. They, you know, they they talked about the different money rules and and one of the most powerful things was, you know, you save, you know, so much of your money and then you start, you have to start to go multiply it. Now, there was a lot of like old world talks of like slavery and all this other stuff. So it was like, you know, have your slaves make you money, but they were talking in the money sense. But in reality, it's, you know, are your gold coins making you money, mm-hmm. right? Is is the money that maybe you're saving making you money or is it just you're, you're putting it into cash, right? You're just holding on to it. Yeah. And equally in our own lifetime, I'm sure you remember, Chad, it was a big tip when somebody gave you 20 bucks. Yeah. Somebody gives you 20 bucks today and you're like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> now of a hundred right now, a hundred, everyone's like, oh, okay. That was generous. Mm-hmm. That was 20 bucks. Not that long ago. Right. And that, that's not long ago, by the way, at all. You're right. I and mean, so Chad like, and I are like on the urge of 400 years old. So, you know, I mean, yeah. time does pass, but, you know, it, it's it's real, right? This is the real stuff that we're going through right now. Yeah. And so like reeling it back into the lesson, guys, I mean, don't don't build a nest egg, build a river, 
Okay. And, and, and then it can be little bitty streams that come together in the end to make a river. But as you know, every, you guys can say, all right, yeah, Chad, that's great. You know, um, Elon Musk, he's got a ton of money. I, I can't even fathom getting there. Well, let, let's just, let's go way, way down. Right. To me, wealth, and we'll talk about the five freedoms in maybe the next episode, wealth equals freedom to like, I don't need to have 153.2 or whatever it was, billion dollar net worth. And I probably never will. I don't have that desire. What I desire is to have some some cash flow streams that cover enough of my expenses that I don't have to go work at a job. And then I'm free because I can, I can go disappear and go to the Caymans for six months. And guess what? I'm going to come back and my expenses are still paid and I'm still making money. Now I'm probably going to go a little beyond that. And I and I have, you know, but, but the point is you don't have to be a billionaire to be wealthy. Wealth is not money. Wealth is not net worth. Wealth is, do you have enough cash flow stream to cover how you want to live? And that could be go buy a tiny home for 5,000 bucks, buy a liability that's a truck to drive it around and, and travel the country and live for like nothing, you know, with three rental houses supporting you. I mean, like that, that is wealth, my friends. You do not have to go be a millionaire in the stock market, you know? And that right there is the American dream. I feel Freedom. like we've kind of gotten a little bit lost in that American dream. But at the end of the day, it was to build, you know, like at self-made life, right? Build enough for your your family to be taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now that, we're saying it's not good enough just to, you know, keep things afloat. Now it's, hey, guess what? You can actually turn this on autopilot. Right. So if you can turn what previous generations broke their back, you, you know, day over day, year over year, you know, fighting for and get that on an autopilot, mm -hmm. you get to live the life that they always wanted you to live. Yeah. Right. That's the thing that your grandfather, your father, your great grandfather, you know, previous generations, they won't really tell you. They'll tell you like right. you, we want you to have a better life, but they really want you to to enjoy the things because yeah. you enjoying them is the thing that they never got to do because right. they were too busy working until their their thumbs blood. Right. right. Until they just passed out of exhaustion because they just couldn't keep it together anymore. Exactly. So this is powerful stuff. This isn't just a, you know, go out there and 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 you know be, you know, be, go out there and be somebody like this. This goes back even generations of, of you have the opportunity now mm -hmm. that no other, you know, people in, in throughout society, the everyday man could ever get to. Yeah. Right. It's not a guy girl thing, but just the everyday person could get yeah. to. And the two things I'll say, I love that you brought up richest man in Babylon. So insert wealth book here, right? Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Richest Man in Babylon, The Honeybee. Like those are three books that are very similar in, in storyline that talk about in, in very readable form, like what this looks like. Go read one of them. But on The Richest Man in Babylon, I love that book because the two things you have to watch out for. One of them is make sure you understand whatever the thing is you're buying that's going to put um, cash in your pocket. And the other is avoid get rich quick schemes. They're all bad. Every single one of them, I'm telling you right now, if you can show me one get rich, quick, get rich quick scheme that works, I will personally write you a million dollar check after I prove it. Okay. So like that, it just doesn't work. So, you know, everything worth having in life is hard. You just have to understand that. And that, that's part of, you know, being motivated to do something, but how do you get started? You know, like people make the mistake because we're taught to, some of us are taught to budget. You don't have to just say, well, I have too many expenses and my income's fixed, right? Well, is your income fixed? Are you on retirement? No. You can do two things. You can reduce your expenses, and that may be mean going without some things for a while, 
or, and, or you can increase your income, like figure out what it is, like how much it is you want to save. Like if, if you want to get a hundred thousand dollars, it sounds like a big number to a lot of people, right? It's not that big of a number. If you want to get a hundred thousand dollars in your pocket to invest in a year, you know, and, and you're, you're, you're working a white collar job that pays you 120. Well, I bet you can probably get there, you know, and, and, and that means, you know, you need to find ways to increase your income outside of your job. Maybe it's running Uber. Like, don't be, don't be prideful. Maybe, maybe you go run Uber for a while. You know, I know people do that professionally. Maybe you, you know, maybe you're a good hunter and you go do some hunting guides. Like you just, just figure out how to monetize things you're doing in daily, daily life. And then, oh, by the way, also like rearrange what you have. Like, like, can you lower your expenses? Well, like when I was trying to do this, you remember I refinanced my house into a line of credit. There's another plug. We'll talk about that's a whole strategy, a whole episode, right? I don't have a mortgage anymore. I now had liquidity instantly. You know, I, um, I, I liquidated a whole life insurance policy that I'd bought from Northwestern Mutual to, uh, pay off a car loan. And all of a sudden my, my, you know, yeah, I took away that asset, but I also canceled a liability. Well, now, you know, that like that helped. Now I don't have to pay $400 a month anymore. Like think about how you can get scrappy and do that and start to widen the gap between income and expenses and don't fill it back up when you get a little more money, right? Then start to peel that money off as much as you can and decide, am I going to pay off debt or am I going to go invest that? Personally, I like, you know, Debt is not bad. Consumer debt is bad, right? I've got a, I've got millions of dollars of debt right now, right? But it's all on real estate that's making me money, you know. So, but but you know, I use another one to pay off a student loan. Like you just you figure out how to do this, and all of a sudden you look up and you got all this extra cash flow, and now you have the ability to save, and then you have the ability to invest. So it, it's a process, guys. It's not going to happen overnight, but you know, just and know you can do it. And right, and, and yeah, anybody can do it. Uh, and and we'll actually go into that may be one of the next episodes is the expenses, right? Get scrappy yeah. with your expenses. Yeah. We can talk you about know. what I did because I, I got pretty creative with it and I had help. I mean, I, I asked for help. You know, the other thing that we all have to remember, and this is another episode we could do, you know, as, as you're growing all these income streams, it's going to be too much for you to manage. You have to learn to ask who can help me do this, not how do I do it? Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's entrepreneurship 101. And I'm actually struggling to learn that right now as my business is growing, but you know, little plug. (laughs) Yeah. But, but that's, you know, and, and I know, you know, when, so when Chad had said, you know, six figures, you know, getting a hundred thousand dollars. And that seems like a lot to a lot of people think of what he just said there. I know there's a lot of people that are, are thinking going, that's, that's way out. So like, I couldn't, I can't even fathom it. Think of how far $20 seemed to you until you got it. And then think of how 50, right? Changes your spending profile. $20, you spend a little bit more frivolously if you had $100, right? Then it goes to 1,000. 1,000 goes to 10,000. 10,000 goes to 50. 50 goes to 100. 100 goes to half a mil, right? It, It just keeps building if you keep going. If you stop in your journey, yeah, it will always be hard. Just like if $20 was the only thing that you got to and you never got to getting 50 or 100, yeah, $20 will always be expensive to you. So if, if and I, I think Grant Cardona said this, he's like, if, if you have a hard time, um, you know, if you have a hard time with, let's say, if, you know, $1,000 or $50,000 or $100,000, you are not making enough. That shows a weakness right there. If you have fear around money, means maybe you don't understand something, ask for help means maybe you don't know how to cleverly budget, ask for some help. 
means if you know you, you just need so you've got some mindset, you're just freaking out about money, get a coach. I, Chad, you know, I'm sure you and Chad weigh in here because you we just went through this journey not that long ago. Yeah, and I can't even tell you how. I mean, so most don't know Eric is one of my coaches. I was one of his early coaching students, and I've stuck with him for it's been a while now, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, you know having someone who can look at you and not be afraid to tell you where you're falling short and hold you accountable for whatever it is you're doing, you know, in life is key. I, I have, I've had multiple real estate coaches to learn how to do, how to buy property effectively. And yeah, I've, I've probably spent, I don't know, close to a hundred grand on coaching at least, but I've saved millions of mistakes that I would have made, you know, when I'm playing at this level, I've got a business coach who you're, my team has a business coach. We pay well into the five figures for it. He's worth every damn penny because he, he is helping us scale as we're growing rapidly. And if we weren't scaling properly, we would be growing and then implode. Right. So it's like, there's, there's all this cost of doing business. And so I, I view it as that I've used it as an investment in yourself. You know, Michael Jordan, when he was trying to become the best, basketball player in the NBA. How many coaches did he have? He had a nutrition coach. He had a strength and wellness coach. He had a, a, a basketball coach. coach, a mindset coach. I mean, it's, just, it's, it, uh, you know, some of the football players have ballet coaches. I mean, it's like whatever you're trying to do, find an expert and pay them for their time, you know, and because you're, you're not going to know everything. You can't know everything. And if you try to figure it out, you will make mistakes, period. The and, end. And- in, in that, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of uh, wrap up here, but, but the one of the things around there is in order to get from, you know, the, the big shift here, right? The underlying, you know, the layer behind having a pile of cash versus cash flow is one of them is I'm going to hoard and have a pile of cash mm-hmm. because I'm afraid. The other one is I'm going to invest in getting a cash flow, which is a growth mindset which is I'm going to continue to keep investing. I'm going to continue to keep growing. Yeah. You know, this $500 that I have is not the only $500 that I'm ever going to get. No, no. I'm going to have more. So, you know, when you start to think about it that way, if you're in one camp versus the other and you want to try to get to another one, again, a way of getting in there is investing in yourself. It doesn't have to be, you know, we oftentimes talk about, you know, buying into the stock market, buying into real estate, buying into this. Investing in yourself because you are actually the most important in you know money making machine in your life, right? Right, because you either go to work and get paid for your time. You have an idea, you start a business, get paid for your business ideas. You are a consultant, you get paid for helping people go through their problems. So don't diminish right schooling. I, I can't remember where this quote came from, but don't let your education get stopped by schooling. And that's such a, an important lesson because don't let your life get in the way of your education. Constantly grow, constantly educate. And if you're here, you know that. So kudos because you're listening, right? You're adapting, you're growing, you're taking that next step. But also don't hesitate to maybe reach out for some help yeah. because you don't have to figure it out. In order to have it all, you don't have to be at all. Major, major limiting belief. And you'll struggle with that your entire life, by the way, because we're all we're all taught from an early age that we... You, if you get help from someone else, you're cheating, right? If you get, if you don't know the answer and you ask your neighbor, you're cheating, right? That, that's, that's not, that's not how the real world works, you know? 
That's, that's not how, how that's not yeah. how Tesla works. That's not no. how Elon. That's no. not how Bezos. It's not how Henry that's not Ford how, worked. You know, yeah. Henry Ford not had a, a line of buttons person. on his desk, and if he he had a button for engineer, a button for scientist, a button for nurse. Like you know, if he had a question, he called the person who knew it. You know, but so all that being said, you know, everything we're talking about is stop thinking about building a nest egg. Start thinking about buying things that make you money, AKA assets. That is called investing, by the way. So investment is not a scary word. It just means buying things that make you money. Okay. And, and make you money without you having to put a ton of time in. Like you don't want to buy things that if I put an hour in, I get an hour of, of fund out like a job, right? That's a job. You want to buy things that I maybe have to touch every now and then, but it keeps making money whether I'm looking at it or not. Now you got to maybe course correct it every now and then, but you know, that's, that's, that's another thing. So think about it that way. You want to build rivers, not nest eggs. Eggs crack. The power of water flowing is the most powerful thing on earth. Remember that. I swear you have to have like these one liners already like, known because I, I don't I know I keep just ending episodes of the mic drop it is like <laughs> I was gonna say when we get when I say we're getting wrapped up all of a sudden you pull out this like golden nugget and then you're like done call it in <laughs> it's a gift <laughs> thank you again for tuning in with us and we'll uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode so keep moving forward and keep questioning later guys Did you know that 8 out of 10 men are living a life that they wish was better? I believe living an exceptional life means unlearning everything that we've been taught and dropping the shoulds immediately. Which is why I created a brand new ebook titled Coaching Secrets, How to Break Out of Ordinary and Live an Exceptional Life. I want to show you the mindsets, strategy, and tactics you need to live the life you were meant to be so that you can step into the vision that you have for yourself but maybe haven't taken action. And the best part about it, it's yours absolutely free. To get your copy, head on over to manofclass.com forward slash coaching secrets and you can start living that life right now.